Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, friends? And welcome to the Ball and Bugs Podcast. And uh, we thank you. And now, a programming update on YouTube at Ball and Buds. Join us live at Ball and Buds, B-A-L-L-A-N-D-B-U-D-S, Saturday, September 9th, 6 p.m. Eastern, from Sydney, Australia, Aussie, 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 oi, 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 yes, headed down under where we are going to see some of those heavy hitters that we say are, you know, when we say it's going to be a humdinger. We got some of Clubber D's favorites on this show, the big boys. You got uh, Justin Taffa. You got Austin Lane. You got Alexander Volkov. You got a fan favorite, the shoey drinking Tai Tuivasa. And then you got the main event, Israel Izzy Adesanya, your middleweight champion, defending his belt versus Sean Strickland. And since this has evolved into more of a combat sports special versus strictly UFC, even though we are doing it on the night of a UFC pay-per-view. We will also be previewing the Canelo Alvarez versus Jermel Charlo huge battle of undisputed champions when Canelo Alvarez defends his undisputed super middleweight world titles against challenger Jermel Charlo from Vegas. That'll be on September 30th. And we will also review the Ale- the Alexander Usyk versus Daniel Dubois fight that will happen tomorrow night in London. Also, all out the huge AEW show from Wembley is this Sunday from Wembley Stadium in London. It is going to be a banger, as the kids say. So go ahead and subscribe to our channel. That way you can stay updated with our latest videos. We started doing shorts now. Go check out our first one with Clubber D, the Combat G, and yourself, and my, and yourself, and myself in the Matrix. But anyways, that okay. should be a good. That's true. So that is the next pay-per-view from now. Saturday, September 9th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. in the West Coast, and 5 p.m. for those of you in outer space, uh, a.k.a. Denver and in the Middle West. Uh, Middle West. I don't know what that is. Sounds like some Lord of the Rings type shit. So that is the next pay-per-view. Make sure you check us out at YouTube.com at Ball and Buds, B-A-L-L-A-N-D-B-U-D-S. Please go smash that subscribe button as the kids say. But anyways, that okay. should be a good That's true. So that is the next pay-per-view from now. Make sure you check us out at YouTube.com at 
Ball and Buds, B-A-L-L-A-N-D-B-U-D-S. Please go smash that subscribe button, as the kids say. Uh, comment, like, watch videos, do all that. Clubber D's on there. Mike Weeby's on there. They're all hilarious. Clubber D. You see that? Clubber D, what do you guys say? Don't be dusty. Don't act like you didn't check. Don't act like we didn't just tell you. Okay? Watch it live. But just watch it. So I'm asking. YouTube.com at Ball and Buds, B-A-L-L-A-N-D-B-U-D-S. See you there. Bam. This is going to be a hum diddly dinga. You know, at the start of every episode, they always have that uh, that previously voice. Previously. That's what it sounds like. Previously on Family Guy. Oh, are they? They're doing the previously thing. Uh, uh, do do it again. Do the do a very ominous sounding, very uh, you know omnipotent, god angry. You know, telling us some uh, information what happened in the last episode for those catching up. Previously on Family Guy. So that's what it sounds like doing the previous voice. Just get it low, get a little bit of rasp to it, and that's all there is. Previously on the Ball and Bud Podcast. Thank you, fans and friends, for joining us once again. Yes, Ball and Buds is back. I'm a UFC and combat sports expert. Let me tell you, no one on planet Earth knows the UFC, MMA, and boxing, aside from Daniel Cormier, like this man right here. Star of the show, your favorite UFC and combat sports insider, soon to be, by the way. If Daniel Cormier, you need a new co-host, Clubber D is ready. And, and, and Cormier, you know, we would work well together because for starters, you know, you don't like to change somebody. But first thing I tell them, look here, brother, we need to have that talk. Let's get that hairline up out of there. All right. We already know we know you're kind of light up there. I've been there. I know how it feels. Okay. Go ahead and handle that. And then we could be, you know, the ball brothers. You know what I'm saying? It's DC, DC squares. You know, it is what it is. He's from Louisiana. My parents are from Louisiana. It's 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 a it's a match made in MMA heaven. So, you know, I got you. Woo! And uh, Omar, you forgot to let them know, okay? I'm also the after-the-fact king, so if I'm wrong, I'm right after the fact, okay? So sometimes I might say the wrong thing, but in hindsight, I was actually meaning something else, okay? So I was actually going to set that up. So even if you're 0 for 20, what does that mean for your predictions, my friend? That means I'm 20 and 0 on the flip side of things, you know what I mean? (laughs) If you see a girl at the bar and you buy her a drink and she doesn't take the drink, you don't get mad, you just double fist, okay? So you still win, you know what I'm saying? You got to be on the bright side of things. After the fact, King, I got you, Cormier, okay? I got you, brother. I I respect everything you've done. You are a Hall of Famer. But all I do know is we need a DC squared MMA show on ESPN. ESPN, holler at us. I'll get you the contact information for Clubber D, the combat. Hey, y'all saving money. I'm with it. Y'all cut just about everybody. Y'all need some new blood, some new old blood. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yo, we we don't want that much. Sure. I ain't asking for that. Yeah, I'm not asking for that. I, I, I'll, I'll go, you know. Trust me, I'm dusty. I'll, I'll, I'll take anything. A million between the two of us? We just yeah, need to have yeah, We'll take it easy. ESPN, come holler at us.
PCS. Don't nobody care about any of those things. Who the hell cares? Don't nobody want to hear about that mess. We're all here to listen to Clubber D, the Combat G, the Tinder, OK Cupid, Black Planet, Me Hinta, Farmers Meetup, Christian Mingo, Match. I am the original swindler. I've been to Maine to Miami. I've flown from Miami to Montana. I rode a bike from Montana to Maui, all on your mother's dime. Now let's go. Welcome back to your favorite combat sports duo and your favorite UFC, our ball and buds, UFC insider, right? Let me make sure we get that straight because people have been trying to come and steal them. People have been trying to deactivate ball and buds on Facebook. The man has been trying to come get us they're trying to get you, Clubber D, to come to them, and we're not letting you leave unless it's ESPN. So, my friend, welcome. What do you have to say to the people? You know, first of all, the people out there, thank you. I love all the emails, all the all the gifts. I've, I got flowers last week when we were in New Orleans. You know, what I'm saying somebody sent those over. You know, say there were there's some nice edibles. You know, they were they were great uh, edible arrangements. Sorry, I got you on that one. But you know, it's, Whoa, it's, it's great. You, you know, <laughs> yeah, you thought you thought you know, little woozy on Bourbon Street. Uh, let's not. <laughs> Clubber D has. <laughs> brought back the meaning to the bricks we ain't talking about you being in in new jersey with the outsiders no more no, right. no, 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 no. You, might, you might see reggie noble behind me you, red man might just bust through you never know you know what i'm saying pause at that side of the wild out, out to red man that's right pause on that and a shout out to the wu-tang clan you know we love you both uh the wu-tang clan also again welcome ball and buds we are here live for what used to be our UFC pre-shows because we go live before every UFC pay-per-view, but it's turned into more of a combat show because everyone kept emailing in and saying we wanted more of Clubber D's, not only UFC, but boxing and MMA analysis. So before we get started, I want to give my shout out. Uh, This is H and the crew at Let's Talk Sports. He is doing big things for the whole community. He is bringing all of us together. We're getting on each other's shows. It's an amazing time. That shout out. So shout out to DDH and the amazing work that he does. That being said, let's go ahead and kick this bad boy off. Right. Let's do this. 292, my friend. Tonight, we have Aljamain Sterling, your champion in this match against the fan favorite um and apparently a dana white favorite since apparently uh, (laughs) apparently you can just get a title fight whenever you want uh in bantam weight action so my friend how do you feel about this fight give us your thoughts and your club banger well, you said it first of all, you said it best with the whole Dana White fan favorite. He was on a contender series. He is entertaining. I'm not going to lie. You know, he does put on a show. He does uh, knock out a lot of folks. You know, Sugar Sean O'Malley, he's 28 years old. He's a lot taller, a little rangier fighter. You know what I'm saying? He's, what's he, 18 and one. And his one loss was uh, to uh, Chito Vera. And he hurt his ankle in that fight, but, you know, he got carted off. So he came back from that. You know, he's had what? He's, he has 11 KOs in his uh, 18 fights, and he's been on a tear. In uh, in the UFC, but 
there's that butt right there. His last fight, his his biggest opponent was Peter Peter Young, the ex champion, um, and uh, I thought Peter Young won that fight. It was the same card as Dillashaw and uh, and Aljamain Sterling, and it's funny. Aljamain's fought since then. Uh, O'Malley, I don't think he's fought since then. And that fight was like what six, seven, eight months ago. Uh, Aljo last fought on a, on a, um, May sixth, the day after Cinco de Mayo, and uh, they already had Sean O'Malley in the ring, like being in the cage, but like, hey, yo, you're gonna fight this dude in August. And Aljo was like, whoa, 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 Dana, okay, so calm down, all right. What what if I'm hurt? What if I'm injured? What if I want to take a vacation? Dana said, I don't care. We'll do an interim. So it they don't rock with Aljamain. It wasn't even organic either. No, not it even. It was like, you know that was planned. Like, Dana was like, if if he went, you are up there immediately. Yeah, so it's that it's that Kobe Covington treatment that, you know, if you're part of the good old boy crew, uh, you know, you can just do whatever you want to do. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, look at look at John Jones. He's done everything under the sun, and he's still got a job with UFC. I'm not hating, just stating facts. If you don't like it, I don't care. But, you know, it is what it is. But shout out, man, he's wow. not bad, though. It's not garbage. He's he's exciting. He. Dana likes knockouts. Dana likes brawls, okay? He doesn't like these fighters that are, you know, uh, uh, I guess, wrestling types. He's not really big onto them because he's had a couple like Khabib, but Khabib had a big following in the Middle East. So, you know. That is that that brings me to a great point, though, Clubber D, which I, I apologize that I stopped you at Khabib. No, jump on in. I don't. Good. Hey, Khabib. I'm, no, I'm scared of Khabib. I'm scared of interrupting <laughs> on Khabib's name. Um, O'Malley is the bigger fighter here. He also has the more striking success rate at uh, almost 1.5% higher, oh, yeah. according to FanDuel. Oh, um, yeah. But Al Jermain is obviously the better uh, grappler with 0. 0.80 submission attempts per 15 minutes. So, as you were just mentioning, right, this mm-hmm. is a striker versus grappler type of match. So what you would think is that, okay, most people are thinking, well, Sugar Sh- Sugar Sean is going to have to get some sort of KO, right? Yeah. Um, but Aljamain Sterling's defense is pretty stellar. So what can we see in terms of that matchup? Well, I mean, Aljamain fought uh, Peter Jan twice, and the second fight was a split decision win after he won the belt. The first time he won, he was dominating the first two rounds, and Peter Jan's a killer. This man this man hit you, you know, and make you rethink about which ate the day before, you know what I'm saying? I saw him hit somebody one time, like I said this before, he knocked the race off someone's face, you know? They were Hispanic, and, and they turned Asian. I don't know how that happened, but what? Dude, he no, hit. No, it, no. It, hey, it happened that way. I, didn't, I don't know how it happened. He knocked the race off someone's face, but... um. <laughs> Al Jermaine, his nickname is the human uh, backpack. So he's going to want to get in, pause if necessary, get behind him, do a rear naked choke. He's, he's he's very good submissions. He has 11 submissions out of his 23 wins. He only has three knockouts or, or TKO, so he's not really a striker uh, per se, but he can. He's a, he's a top high-level wrestler. He's trained by Ray Longo and uh, Matt Serra over there in Jersey. You know what I'm saying? I was going to go up there and hang out with them at the Jersey Shore, but you know they, they didn't want to let me in there. They had a weight limit. That's another story. But, yeah, I mean – he, Aljamain, his championship reign has been, you know, people kind of essing on it because he won the fight due to a legal knee, all right, against Peter Yawn. And the league, the, the knee mm-hmm. was legal, so yeah. shouldn't have done that. But my only problem was don't take pictures on Twitter partying like you just shit was sweet because, you know, two hours ago you was laid out in the cage acting like, you know, uh, you got hit by, uh, by Kimbo Slice, but you got the belt that way. Fought him the second time, split decision. He won fair and square is what it is. He fights uh, TJ Dillashaw, who was the reigning champ before he got taken away for steroids. Dillashaw was trying to fight Abu Dhabi, but his shoulder, it looked like a chicken wing. I mean, it was, they had a, he, he got he got knocked out because of strikes, but 
his shoulder was done, you know, so they had to basically stop it. And then he fought a uh, triple C, you know, the Olympic gold medalist, the two division uh, UFC champion, Henry Cejudo, who had retired and knocked off the, the King Demetrius uh, Johnson. He beat him in a split decision, his last fight. So me personally, he's only had two good title fights in his out of the three, but those are some killers he beat. So, He's already got his eyes now, set he on also, Now, he also uh, beat, um, and this is uh, 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 it, not former champions, but O'Malley himself, right? Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, not O'Malley. Sterling, after that, he also beat Corey Sanhagen and also beat Pedro Munoz. So he's he, he's fought some good fighters. Yeah, I, I mean, we, his, his reign is being questioned because of the knee. And then, um, you know, the, the way that he reacted to that afterwards, but I think the Cejudo matchup was, I think he's had, what I'm trying to say is I think that he's had a better championship brain than most people have given him credit for. Although I do not think that that necessarily solidifies this victory here against O'Malley. But as you said, O'Malley doesn't have a lot of fights against top contenders. So that's something no, he that does a lot of, a lot of times inexperience hurts you in the ring, right? Yeah. He fought San Hagen Munoz. That was, to get to his title shot. So he's won nine out of his, nine out of his last 10. His last loss, I believe, was like 2017 to uh, uh, Marlon Moraes with a wow. crucial knee, knee shot. Like when he hit, when he gave him a knee, he, he went to sleep. You know, he was, he was doing a, uh, he was breakdancing in his dreams. You know, he was, he was sent to the, uh, the shadow realm. But um, no, he's been on a tear. I mean, I mean, not out of your last 10. That's, 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 that's hard to do. So Algermain's definitely on the top of his game right now. And he's 34 years old. Three-time champion uh, wins this before time. Move up to 145. Try to be a, a two-division champ. So I'm all for it. You know, I just hate the fact that Dana White has his favorites and kind of is like, okay, uh, we're gonna make this guy fight in four, three, three months, or whatever, because he fought in the beginning of May and he's already fighting again. And it's August. Islam hasn't fought in over a year, and he told Aljamain, "If you're hurt, we'll have interim." I have seen not seen that one interim belt for uh, Islam's uh, 155 belt. So what, let's 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 keep it a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's make it for everybody. You know, you did that to John Jones. You did that. Uh, Volkanowski has fought since that fight. So if you're going to be like that for one person, be like that for everybody. That's that's just how I feel. All right, Dana? You win my ball, brothers. I love you like a play cousin. But come on now. Let's, let's, let's keep it 100. Hmm. Keep it 100, Dana. Keep it 100. Shout uh, all right. So, oh, shout out to K Dog, Conan, <laughs> Disco, and Bumass JoJo. JoJo, I know you're taking Damn. credit for. I know you're taking credit for my work. That forty percent speaker impression upgrade. We ain't gonna talk about who really did that. I'm not gonna put it out there, but it's my show now. So now I can put stuff out because you've been shadow banning my emails, trying to get Conan to think that my business don't do what we do. We do what we do. Conan, if you really want to double those subscribers, don't let me go through JoJo no more. He's been gatekeeping. Come to your Ooh. boy and let me handle it. That being prompt, said, prompt two rants. A prompt two rants. Wow. Impromptu. You got me fired when you You got me fired up, but. We've been trying to work together for a year and a half, and this dude keep be. Anyways, you know what? That's for another. That's for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. let's we'll, keep we'll it moving. We'll <laughs> Omar's rant session pretty soon. We'll do that. Omar, I'm about to have my own like. Day. I should do my own like kind of like Peter Griffin's grind my gears, call it something else. All right. That being said, we talked about the fight. What is your club banger, my friend? Round and uh, way of. You know, I've been. 
I've been right. You can be right and wrong at the same time, you know, and be, me being the after the fact king, there's a lot of times I'll say stuff and people will hit me up. Hey, who do, who do you have for this fight? Who do you have? My, my reaction is always either I ignore you or I say tune in. So for all people that ask me leading up to this, if you tune in, you're going to hear this. If you not tuned in, your mother doesn't love you. But anyways, I'm going to go. Al Jermaine Sterling, fourth round submission. He's going to win, and then he's going to go up to 145 and get humbled. But until then, fourth round submission. Boom. Book it. Go on fame. I'll... I'm not, not, not going to name their names so they don't pay us. So go ahead. Mm-mm, don't do that. No, we need a sponsorship <laughs> first. Al Jermaine Sterling, fourth round submission. You hear it, heard it here from your boy, Clubber D, the combat G. That is his club banger for the fight. That being said, how does that, how does that submission go, my friend? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It'll be a rear naked choke. He, the human okay. backpack, that's his, that's his name. But first time ever. I know I always say after the fact king. But to counteract that, so I won't have to use that anymore, because one of y'all other suckers can steal my stuff. This is a Clubber caveat, the double C. The Clubber caveat will be a second round knockout by O'Malley. Bam. Hedge your bet if you want to. Huh. Hey, you know, clubber caveat. I, mean, I got to, you know, saying I'm full of surprises. I random all the time. You know, you see the bricks in the background. Oh, hold on. How long have you had that under wraps? <laughs> no, you, I know you did that to make me pop. About two right. minutes. <laughs> so we have, we have. Our, I was on pop uh, too. Wow, we, uh, wowzers! <laughs> uh, we have yeah. <laughs> we have your UFC combat sports insider, Clubber D, the combat G. He always gives his club bangers, which is his pick for every matchup. Mm-hmm. But he is also known as the after the fact king, which means if he goes. Oh, for four that night, you're wrong. Your mother sure. was right, and he actually went four for four. Yeah, and he, I think and he that's batted. A person. <laughs> Grand slam that ass, didn't know. Anyways, um, th- but now he has the clubber's caveat, That's and right. he is giving you, if it doesn't happen his first way, he's giving you a second way. He's giving you two options to bets, my friend. If you, if you don't, what kind of that's value? I don't know where okay. you get more value than that. Unlike others, okay, I I. People have a problem admitting when they're wrong, okay? And for me, being a person that's not ever wrong, it's never my fault. It's their fault. You didn't pick that, so you should have picked that. I'm giving you both options. Now, mm. now there's a draw, then, you know, I'm not answering my phone. It is what it is. But uh, it's going to be A or B. There's never a C, okay? It's A or B. That's how it's, it's, it's this one or it's that one, all right? You see the bricks in the background? You see the different colors, different variations, okay? See the one or the other. Either distilled water. If I'm if they know I'm coming over, or I'm using uh, spring water. I'm not using tap. Yeah, I got you know, I need something in my CPAP machine. Your mom knows about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so stupid. All right, y'all. So there it is. Your pick for the main event of UFC 292. The club banger is Al Jermaine Sterling via rear naked choke in the fourth round. That being said, please don't leave. It's not over yet. We have a whole show to go. We're still going to talk cooking. the co-main event. We're going to talk fight night next week. We will talk a few more MMA and PFL topics, and then we are going to roll into all the big boxing stories. We will be here for the next about 45 minutes. So sit back, grab us some popcorn, grab your favorite drink, and enjoy the fun. That being said, what are you sipping on today, Clever D? Uh, I still have my uh, 
Bro Brothers. Uh, okay. Bourbon whiskey, you know, uh, three uh, African American brothers out of Kentucky made their own whiskey. It's very good. I cannot. Uh, I'm almost done with it. Uh, I mean, I think I started this about a month ago, but I kind of slowed down, you know. But it is what it is. It is what it is. We are not slowing down. Let's keep it moving. What a segue that was. I'm great. All right. Anyways, let's move to the co-main event: Whaley versus Lamos. Uh, this oh, perfect good because and I should have just said whatever. I'm not gonna try their first name or her <laughs> first name. Anyways, go ahead, my friend. What is your thoughts about this great woman's matchup we have? Wei Lee is uh, amazing straw weight. Okay, she's 115 pounds. I haven't weighed that since the sixth grade, but um, she's she's phenomenal. She's she will use hands and feet on a on a on a, on a woman. They, they, there's there's terms I don't I don't use this all the time when they say fight like a girl or whatever. You know, there's a there's levels when it comes to women fighting, just like men's fighting. And there's only a few women that it doesn't matter. You can change if you can have a weight just so you see the mannequin fight. You will know if it's a man or a woman. And she is one of those fighters that are that's aggressive, tactical, skillful, uh, all the above as a as a, as an A level fighter. Okay, her only two blemishes were against. Uh, uh, Rose Nabin Yunus, who she lost twice to, but Rose is Rose is Rose. Those are those are her two blemishes when she lost uh lost to her. I think she lost one one other fight. But I'm gonna put it like this: she has 23 fights, 11 knockouts, eight subs. Um, she's going against Amanda Lemos, who's a Brazilian, who's 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 a beast. Also, she can she can put them them beaters on, and she's another one of those fighters that upper echelon, very tactical, but um. I'm gonna go with my homegirl. I'm going with uh, but uh, 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 Wee Lay. Oh my God, I butchered her name. But uh, yeah, I'm going with 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 the young lady from China, if I can say her name correctly. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna say fourth round knockout. That's my uh, that's my club banger for that one, and no caveat for this one. Wei Li no Yang with the fourth round payout, yeah. and. Um, and you said that you have no caveat for this. So that means that this other uh, lady, Amanda Lemos, stands no chance is what you mean, right? I'm not, you know what? We've seen weirder things, especially with the uh, um, Valentina Sashenko fight, you know, where she got uh, choked out, which I thought she was going to win. So I'm going to say a small club caveat. Uh, we'll say a fifth round submission by Lemos, like Talk with like Leon Edwards knockout on Kamaru Usman, like one of those, you know. Like she gets really lucky at the end. Yes, type last of second, like you know, boom, like oh snap, type deal. I I, I feel I feel uh, Lei Wee is gonna dominate. Okay, and I butchering her. I had her name perfect the whole time. Now I'm butchering it. You know, you this really did. Get, you had it. You had it. Yeah, I had before. it. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. You know, don't judge me. It's all good. <laughs> that uh, yeah, so that means do not take that uh, do not take that other bet to the bank, folks, because that means that uh, you don't want to try that other bet because she's not going to. Yeah, I will try that, but there's a good chance. Oh, if we can get it, get get that out the way, bricks. Melatonin is for real, okay? So I might go to sleep. So it's I'm back. The melatonin, melatonin award, award is back. back. Oh my goodness! All right, let's move on to another um, inspirational story. 
yeah. from UFC 292, and it's very inspirational to me as well. If you watchers of the Ball and but or listeners to the Ball and Butts podcast, if you do that, or watchers on, by the way, YouTube.com at Ball and Buds. If you're there now, if not, go ahead, go there and subscribe. That being said, you would know that I broke my tibia earlier this year. Uh, it was uh, that um, it was a very painful uh, injury. I couldn't walk for a few months. Chris White, uh, Chris Weidman, Chris Weidman. I apologize. If a Weidman, yeah, I apologize. Um, had it even worse than me. He had the tibia and the fibula. Uh, and I can't imagine what he went through. Apparently, he sat home as I did for three months, not able to move. Um, so, anyways, uh, get into this return, get into what it means. I know for me, getting back to walking, I know at one point, uh, you know, my dad was with me when I took my first steps and I, I started to cry. Yeah, I've been so Just long. Twice so he, he's been there for your first yeah. steps. It really was. <laughs> Damn, that's a good point. Shut uh-huh. up, Bob. Love you, Ruben. Yeah, love you, Ruben. Um, that being said, uh, talk about this return. Talk about how hard that is to return well, and talk about this bout tonight. He did a grappling uh, recently uh, with someone like a grappling match, but let's 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 back up on Chris Weidman and his story. Okay, I wrote some notes down on him. All right, because Chris Weidman was, I remember, excuse me, I remember him coming up. Okay, and he was the the big thing. He trains with Al Jermaine Sterling, with, with, with Ray Longo and Matt Series, one of those uh, Jersey guys, and you know this guy was like. 11, 12, and 0, had his title shot, first ever title shot against Anderson Silva. I remember I, we were at Little Shane's house, and I remember talking to my man, Ruben, and I was like, yo, I got $100. Uh, he going to knock out Anderson Silva. And he puts his hand out and said, ah, ah, not going to bet. Next round, knocks out Anderson Silva. Boom, everybody's jumping up and down doing backflips. You know, I saw a baby do a cartwheel in the corner. I was like, where did that baby come from? But anyways, everybody was going nuts because Anderson Silva was on top of his game back then. They had the rematch, Okay. Anderson Silva was like, okay, this is the guy knocked me off the, my, my pedestal. Anderson Silva throws a kick. His toe wraps around Wyman's foot, breaks his leg, if y'all remember that. So that's the parallels of these leg breaks, okay? Wyman's on, this guy was on top of the world, okay? He had noble wins. Anderson Silva twice, you know what I'm saying? He beat Le- who, who? I want to know, name one person has beat Anderson Silva twice, even though the leg break eh, is what it is, but he knocked him out the first time. He's beating Leota Machido. He's beating Vitor Belfort, and he's beating Damian Maya. This guy was at, on a tear, just crushing Brazilians left and right. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you look at his losses. He went on a streak of just losses, man. This is why I'm scared of this fight, because he's lost six out of his last eight fights. You know what I'm saying? Six out of the last eight fights, dating back to 2015, okay? So he's lost to Luke Rockhold, Yo Romero, uh, Gegard Musashi, um, uh, Jacques Array, he went up to light heavyweight. Dominic Reyes humbled him, went back down to, to uh, 185. He won, and then he fights Uriah Hall, his last fight, which was what, uh, last year or so? Oh, so, sorry, 2021. Breaks his leg, but get this. He beat Uriah Hall with his third fight ever at MMA. So there was a rematch, and he breaks his leg against him. So I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm happy he's coming back. I like the story, but it's not like he was on a tear previously this guy's like i said six out of his last eight dating back to 2015 so uh, he's going as brad tavares who's another guy who's uh long in the tooth um he he was on a tough uh the tough enough uh the ultimate fighter show with local guy uh chris mcquarrie who, who fought uh shout out to him representing woodbridge but he fought in the, uh the, the finale against court mcgee but uh brad tavares was on that show brad tavares is like Wyden. Wyden is 39 years old. 
Tavares has to be in his upper 30s. So this is one of those things where I love his fighting spirit. It's a great story, but I'm about to pull out another new award. This is brand new. You hear it here first. It's called Sit Your Old Ass Down. All right. Chris Weidman, you're, you got a great career. Sit your old ass down. All right. You're 39 years old. I love that you're, you're still fighting, but you need to stop. You got a family, beautiful kids, beautiful wife. You don't need to put yourself in danger no more. You're already up here. You, you, you've, you've been that guy. So um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do a club banger on this. I'm just going to say this is a, uh, I'm happy he's fighting award right here. Cause I don't want to, I, I liked his career. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when you see uh, people you kind of rock with, fall down yeah i'm just saying i'll put it like this great story hallmark story shouldn't be fighting anymore i'm sorry no no need to if you could have heard me while you were talking about the the leg i was screaming in agony thinking about my <laughs> so i'm glad i was on mute there um that being said yeah no need for a club banger here this is more of an inspirational story it does suck that you think that he'll never you know make it back to the top again but uh, you know, never say never, as you mentioned before, it's always possible. Yeah, Maybe something happens. So, uh, you know, there is a path at least for him to make it back um, to the top. But it's just not a it doesn't look like a very easy or for or foreseeable path. Uh, so feasible. It's, path, it's, it's one of those things. You look at the champion right. right now. It's cool. Israel Asanya. Uh Izzy's a champion. Um, can he can he can he fight him? No. Okay, you look at the top five, Robert Whitaker, you got uh, uh, Dipuse, you got others in that top five. Can he, can he rock with any of them? No. Uh, you got people on the outskirts, Derek Brunson and, and, and others at 185. You know, uh, can he rock with them? No. So it's cool to come back, but I just hope he gets this one fight out the way, just retires. That's, that's my personal opinion, but, you know, he's a grown man. He can do what he want to do. But I, I would love for him, uh, you know, not take more damage because his his leg injury was disgusting. It reminded me of Sid Vicious. Okay, if, if you ever want to see something, Google Sid Vicious on YouTube. My brother fainted when that happened. He literally I was about to, I was about to say, didn't D didn't faint? He fainted. He fainted. It was, it was uh, like, I don't know. One of those type deals, you know what I'm saying? It was, yeah, it was gross. But, yeah. Oh, oh, I don't want to think about it anymore. Let's keep it moving, y'all. Speaking of another return that happened, and I, I want to bring this up because we're talking about this return, but last week in Fight Night, there was a um, RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos, fought Vincente Luque, who was actually returning from a brain hemorrhage that he suffered at the hands of a knockout uh, by Jeff Neal. Can and you go still, into that as well? Uh, that fight was literally a year and six days ago. If you look at the, from when they fought each other, it was between a year and six days. And I understand fighting's their life and they love it. But if you take a brain with brain hemorrhage, right? You take one of those numbers, like, what do you, why even fight? I don't get it. I'm not, I don't understand this. You don't need to, to put your body through this stuff, okay? Because it's cool to put on a show now. Okay, I think he's like in his early 30s or late 20s. What's going to happen when you're, you know, in your 40s and 50s? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you you got to think about your body, okay? And that's what it comes with these guys getting, um, uh, these guys getting their health insurance because they're all independent contractors working with the UFC. They don't have health insurance, so they're paying for everything. Uh, Omar, I don't know what you're doing over there, but it looks pretty funny. Uh, but I just don't understand why a lot of these fighters still feel a need to uh, to keep going, you know? Um are you like you having strobe lights over there? What's going on over there? What are you doing? Shout out to shout out to Rube. Who, uh, oh wait, hold on. 
Yeah, get your mic. Shout out to stuff. shout out to my pops Rube who we were talking about who's watching the show and said that I needed to uh adjust the lights because it was too bright. And I'm like, I can't because it's a huge like uh lighting thing and it has like 30. I already took 20 of the lights off and it's still bright, so hey, I don't know what else to do. Shout out, shout out to Rube looking out. That's my man right there. I, I love Rube. That's that's the guy. Love you, my pops. Um, but yeah, I'll get this light, lighting figured out one day. We'll figure it out. But anyways, hey, man, back, get you, get you the background like I got, man. I got all the, the background. These 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 bricks represent all these baby mamas and, and you know the uh, all the women I, I'm friends with. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say what I was gonna say. I won't get canceled. But you know, these are all bricks of, of lost dates too. All the money I've simped and, and paid for for meals that nothing mm-hmm. happened. You know, a lot of those uh, fast food joints, but it's whatever. That's a little better there. All right, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, were, did you have anything else to say on that return of Vicente Luque? Yeah, just, just, you know, it's cool that he came back and won. But, you know, the, these guys, these fires need to take their health first. You know what I'm saying? If, yeah. if, you, if this has been one year since you had a brain hemorrhage, it might take two or three years. I, there's no point of, you know, for what? Of rushing yeah, back. I just don't get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I agree. All right. One last question about UFC 292 tonight. Uh, there is a really young um, Irish cat, a welterweight yeah. from Ireland that people are saying could be the next Connor. Talk to me about that, my friend. Ian, Ian Gary, this guest guy, is, he's like uh, the hype train on him. He's had a couple fights in the UFC. You know, uh, uh, I think this is six UFC fight. His first five has all been knockouts or TKOs. He's a boxer from Ireland. He's a real deal. He could talk. He puts on a good show. This is somebody they can definitely uh, want to project to get to that next level um, as, as stardom. Because, you know, you got to understand, there's a method to Dana's madness. We talked about this briefly with uh, Khabib. You know, Khabib, even though he's a wrestler, he's not like a uber entertaining guy. He has a big following over there in Abu Dhabi. That's a lot of money out there in the Middle East. You know, a lot of Europeans um, in, in, in Ireland and even in um, London and everything, they love their fighters. So... Ian McGarry, that's that Ian Gary, that's that's a big he has a big following, so a lot of people are gonna tune in, you know. So they're definitely gonna 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 push this guy along, kind of like how they did with, with uh Sean O'Malley, and also how they're doing with um oh, there's another young cat there they're pushing. Um it'll come it reminds me of like a female like Paige Paige Van Zant. They pushed her to be be something big too, you know. This it's it's all about marketing, you know what I'm saying? And he can put on the show, he's not like the others that they pushed and can't can't produce he, he produces so i would say tune into him and the person i was mentioning was bo nickel that's the other guy the other other young one neck I, w- I was just saying i was just about to say the same thing bo nickel we had talked about him a few weeks ago on the last one but yes you are completely right cool work well look out for ian gary look out for bo nickel look out for all those young cats in the ufc on their way up that being said my friend uh there is one more fight we need to talk about that is ufc fight night not tonight y'all but next Saturday, Max Holloway versus the Korean Zombie in the main event. Please, what are your thoughts on this? You know, oh, this fight... and by the way, y'all, real quick, I'm going to switch views just so you can see him bigger. And then when we come back to talking, I'll switch back. So don't think I'm being crazy. All right. All right. So uh, with this fight, I'm not going to, I don't want to say battle the potential be potential washes, but uh Korean Zombie, last time we saw him, I believe it was uh, Volkanovski, and um, they stopped that fight because he was getting his butt whipped. And even though he's a late replacement, he, he, he got an ass whooping. Um, Holloway's in that weird realm where he's fought Volkanovski, what, three times, two, three times, and lost each one. So Lost each one, yep. Does he deserve to get another title shot against him? You know, 
he he's stuck in a weird spot. Um, I have Max Holloway all the way. Um, he's the type of fighter who's gonna, just going to put his uh, his heart and soul and everything. He's going to leave it all in the cage. Um, I honestly think Korean Zombie. I think he's done. I, I honestly don't think he should fight anymore. This guy's taking way too many shots to the head. And um, if you remember that loss he took to uh, Yair Rodriguez, which was that back backwards elbow out of nowhere, you know that that sent him to the promised land. So I, I honestly think this dude he's 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 been hit too many times. So I got Holloway hundred ten percent. You could you can you could you can put that one in the bank. Maybe Wells Fargo or Wachovia, whichever one you think. I wanna I wanna try this out. That so uh, uh, your club banger for that is what again? Max Holloway. Did you hear it? I heard it. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know why I one ring at first. It should do the three rings at first. Anyways, all right, cool. Well then, that is a great prediction there. As he said, the Korean zombie he believes is done. So make sure you put your money on Max Holloway. That is next Saturday, not tonight. That being said, my friend, do you have any other MMA uh, topics that you want to discuss? Um, right now we see we got this fight coming up. Um, it's we're kind of in like a dead era with like boxing MMA, but we have football around the corner. So, um, that's kind of help us out on on the weekends. But you know, besides. MMA, I can't think of any big fights besides John Jones and Stipe. Um, boxing, you know, the big one coming up is going to be Canelo versus Charlo. We'll get to that later. But, um, you know, we're kind of, we're about to hit this this like kind of chill, slow down era uh, when it comes to combat sports. You know, there's there's some fights where they're like little ones, not really big, big fights. Um, so now for all you uh, – boxing and i'm sorry not boxing but uh college and nfl fans this is your time to shine to where you don't have to worry about you know oh man i might miss a, a saturday night fight saturday night game to watch the fight so you know it's 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 ramping up pretty soon oh i cannot wait for football season here we go my Mets suck so i'm done with them so we are ready for football about the White Sox. even though yeah both of them and the raiders are gonna suck this year so the only one here who has anything to look forward to in football is the 49er fan to your left uh, yeah, that being we'll said, i do have the celtics though so let's go there uh by the way speaking of quick uh, shout out to our boys at the Bottom Line Sports. Shout out Flow Canteen and Hot Take Jake, my boys. Hot and, Take Jake, my guy. Yes. And programming announcement, the Bottom Line Sports will be coming to you on Sunday, every Sunday. We won't be switching back um, throughout the football season. We are going to come in between the afternoon games, so we will review all the afternoon games and then preview your Sunday night game. So look forward to the Bottom Line Sports every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Bottom Line Sports on YouTube. And also, please go join the Bottom Line Sports on Facebook. Our sports group is hilarious. We post we uh, news stories, memes, things like that. And also, shout out to IOW Sports Network, my boy Wild Car Mar. You can go join them there uh, as yeah, well. Great, great insight, Wild Car Mar. He was funny on the show. Um, uh, I, I would say this, um, with the Bottom Line Sports guys, those guys are hilarious. Uh, my man Canteen, my man Flo, uh, um, whatever take Jake. Um, so the thing about that, let's hear. Let's stop with the Cowboys loving. Okay, all right. Let's just let's just stop the show now. All right. Let's let's relax. Um, and 
Well, I'll, I'll get to Jake later. That, that's my guy. But come on, man. Some of that Bron- some of the Broncos takes. Like, bro, come on. Samaja P. Ryan as a, as a running back, bro. Stop. Stop. They just keep they just keep getting worse and worse as we yeah, go along. Like so. he does, he'll say something so good and then it'll just zoop, go that way. Like, man. And I, I know you said you came on late last time. I believe they said that he uh, last year he said Teddy Bridgewater was the MVP. So we yeah, know where Theodore. He Theodore Bridgewater. Okay. He, he yeah, exactly. So come on, bro. Uh, well, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> All right. Moving on from that nonsense. We have some boxing coming up. Uh pretty big fight. The biggest fight we're gonna have in heavyweight, at least for a while. Um, we have uh, for the WBO, WBC, and WBA Heavyweight Boxing Championship of the World, Alexander Usyk, who is the champion, he defeated Anthony Joshua pretty handily and took the belts from him. Um, and I know we'll talk about nice. him in a second. Uh, and he is fighting David Du. Oh, is it David? David Du Bois. Um, David Dubois. Okay, David Dubois. So, my friend, what are your thoughts on this fight? And give us your club banger. This is coming up, by the way, y'all, next weekend as well, next Saturday. Uh, I mean, David Dubois, he's a, he's a British heavyweight. Uh, uh, brother's from, uh, I believe, London or somewhere in that area. You know, he has 20, 20 wins, 18 knockouts. You may have seen him on the uh, the Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley uh, fight. He was on the undercard of that. Um his only loss is to Joe Joyce, who who recently lost to um to another heavyweight, a uh, Chinese heavyweight Yang, who uh, knocked him out, which was a good fight. They got a rematch coming up in September. You guys check that out on, on ESPN Plus. But um he's just a WBA um mandatory. Like I remember Usyk has uh three of the main belts and um Tyson Fury has the other belts, so that's why he's not undisputed. Um I I mean this fight, it's gonna be a typical Usyk fight. I think he's gonna out outclass him, outbox him. Um It'll probably go to distance. I don't think he's going to knock him out because uh, David Boyce's last uh, outing wasn't that great. Um, I mean, I believe he won by knockout, but he didn't look look too good. Um, so Usyk, he, he's 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 one of those high level fighters. You know, this guy was undisputed at at a, at, at a cruiserweight. He was uh, he had all the belts. So he's searching to be like uh, Terrence Bud Crawford to be two division uh, undisputed. So I got Usyk winning this handily. I mean, the boys. If I would say it goes twelve rounds, the boys might get two, two or three rounds, and that's being that's being nice. But uh, Usyk will will find a way to uh, uh, to take all all of his uh, his uh, um, his strengths away and uh, kind of outbox him and, and and take him up, get him up out of there. I don't think he'll knock him out again because you know he had Joshua in the first fight. He had Joshua pretty pretty close, but they kind of rang the bell kind of early, like ten seconds early, which was out of its world. But Joshua was going to go, but uh, he beat Joshua twice. This guy is he's. Usyk is that man, and I think Fury is scared of him because Fury is six seven, six eight, or I think six nine. But Usyk's the type of fighter that can get under his guard, unlike other fighters that Fury fights. So I don't think Fury wants to fight Usyk at all. You know that's why he's fighting Ngannou in October, which is just a waste of time. I don't. I mean, I don't watch the fight, but you know Fury's gonna whoop that ass. Just saying. Yeah, beautiful segue there. So. Uh, you think Usyk is going to win? Uh, obviously, Fury and Ngannou is a Ngannou is a money grab, and and I know yeah. you don't be, I know you don't believe Ngannou stands a chance um, in winning that. So they both win. What are the chances that we see in Alexander Usyk versus Fury fight, or is there no chance at all? I think there's still a small chance. Uh, it's just the money. Uh, Usyk's 
uh, said he'll do whatever uh, Fury wanted, accept whatever pay, and then they're still kind of being waffling on it. I know at one chance, one time, the uh, folks out in Abu Dhabi, uh, they wanted to have that being the main event and then having Wilder and Joshua being the undercard to that fight because they got all the money out there. They offered, uh, I think it's Mbappe. I think I pronounced his name right. Uh, soccer dude. Mbappe? Yeah. Mbappe. Mbappe. Kyle and Mbappe. Mm-hmm. Him. Uh, they wanted Messi out there. They got, they got Namor out there, right? I believe they have him out there in Saudi. They were going to get me to go out there, but, you know, I had, I had my prosthetic toe, so I couldn't go out there. But, um, you know, those the Saudis got all the money. They're trying to get, put on the big fights. So I think the fight might happen. They'll, they'll put up enough money to make it to make it rock. But um, I, I honestly feel that Fury was didn't want no part of him. I, I don't think he wanted it. So that, but I pray, I pray it happens, but you know, we got potentially a Wilder and Joshua coming up. So depending on who wins that, that might, you know, be a wrinkle in that whole um, fight happening. And, and so another beautiful segue, you might as well keep going, have your own damn show, Clever D. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Anthony Joshua versus uh, Robert Hellenus. Hellenus. We were actually uh, in New Orleans um, uh, for our fantasy football draft. Uh, shout out to the 703 boys in the VA Hustlers Fantasy Football League. Uh, we love you. Great time that was, uh, except for the red dress. That being said, uh, <laughs> that being said, my friend. Um, so, we were out there when this fight happened. We saw the knockout together. We oohed and odd. I watched it on replay probably like 16 times sitting on the outside front desk. What were your thoughts on that fight? And also follow that up with now that we know Joshua won, will there be a Joshua Wilder like everyone wants to see? Well, first and foremost, let's um, touch on the fantasy football draft. It was a great time out there. And I would like to say that uh, the carpet in the Airbnb we had um, had about 17 bodies that day because we all tripped over that carpet for some weird reason. I have a high ankle sprain. I'm out for four to six weeks because of that. Um, but now back to the fight. University yeah. of Maryland to number 52. <laughs> all American. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I would say this. Um, Hellenius. That fight happened, uh, I think it was like one week notice because Dillian White failed a piss test, which was probably the third time he's done that. Um, Eddie Hearn just has bad luck with his fighters uh, with using anabolic steroids. But um, he failed. So the guy, Hellenius, who had fought that prior weekend and won in like a third or fourth round fight against a regional fighter. So he was already in shape and ready to go. So Wilder didn't, I mean, Wilder, uh, Joshua didn't have that much uh, preparation for Hellenius, um, who had, we all know, got knocked out by Wilder in, in the first round of Wilder's comeback fight um my issue with wilder first uh well i'll get to helenius he got knocked out in the seventh i mean he went down like a like a that's old saying a ton of bricks but he went down like he was already ready to go to sleep because his hand was up like this and he went like that and he was snoring like i i literally want to put in my cpap put it to his nose and make sure his you know sleep apnea didn't kick in because he was already no, never there he was out before he even started falling dog that- yeah he was done I was like, oh, did he break his neck? Like, it was, it was, it was rigor mortis that said, and I was like, oh lord, he didn't caught a body. Like, it was good to see Joshua knock somebody out again. It was hopefully to get that confidence because you got to remember, guys, this is Joshua's second fight uh, with Derek James, who's uh, who's Errol Spence's trainer, the Charlo twins' trainer, Frank Martin's tw- uh, trainer, uh, Ryan Garcia's new trainer. So he he was trained a year two years in a row. Um, he's won trainer of the year twice already. So he has a good stable of fighters under him. So he's a good trainer. Uh, Joshua's last trainer for one fight for Uzik for the rematch 
excuse me, was uh, Robert Garcia. And Wilder didn't want to listen. You know, he Garcia say one thing, he'd do something else. He had uh, McCracken, who's with his whole time going up uh, as a heavyweight. So he, this is his third trainer, and I would say third trainer, probably the fifth fight. So the, the thing I saw mostly that I, excuse me, that I didn't like was he keeps his head on the center line. He does not move his head. If you look at his face, he had a busted eye, bloody nose, bloody lip. Hellenius was touching him. Okay. So he was hitting him. Okay. So if you cannot move your head, you do not have the footwork now and you're in your thirties as a boxer, when are you going to get it? Okay. Wilder does not fight conventionally. He does not, he can't throw a jab. Okay. Malik Scott is helping him out. He's gotten better, but Wilder is an anomaly when it comes to boxing. I've never seen anything like this. You can say Tyson, but no. Wilder is the only fighter who has knocked down or knocked out everybody he's fought. Think about that for a second. Knocked down or knocked out everybody he's fought, okay? And he's been in like 40 fights. Yes. Wilder is 46 and 2 with one draw, okay? Knocked down and knocked out everyone he's fought. So, and he's only uh, one fight. I think it was he weighed 117. I'm sorry, 217 pounds uh, when he fought Fury. I think the second time. You know, he's he comes in very light, and he could generate so much power because he's six foot seven from that wiry frame. It's like his the twerk on his punch is like a whip, and he knocks people out. You know, they like he he doesn't knock the race. Also, when he he just he just he just he just knocks into another land. Okay, so I think if Wilder and Joshua fight. Uh, I say third or fourth round. Joshua's he's gonna have a tea time. He's gonna be hanging out with Danger Mouse and Paddington the Bear. He's gonna be you know hanging out with Mary Poppins, come down with an umbrella. His body will be there, but his mind will be up there. Okay, he, he is, it's gonna be bad because he does not move his head. Fury is a Fury was 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 an all around boxer, so he he knew what to do. But you fight Wilder the way you fought Hilarious or uh, or Franklin or the way you fought Usyk, you're going to sleep, sir. It's it. You're taking a nap. Hey, come back here. Where you at? Hey. Here you go. Let me get that right. Boom. Take the whole bottle. Jesus. Like, I, I but but here's the caveat. We got a club's caveat for this already. Wilder has only fought once in two years. That was only one round. So, how's his chin? Can he take a punch? If Joshua gets in, can Wilder take a punch? He was supposed to fight Andrew Ruiz. But they couldn't get the money right, so that fight never happened. So I doubt that's going to happen. They're just trying to move to Joshua in January. So if I mean, let's see, Wilder will be 38 in October. Can he take a punch? If he can't take a punch, then Joshua can 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 catch him. You know, and if he catches him, he may he's taking a nap again. Okay, just like he did with uh with Fury. So I'm I'm saying Wilder, but I'm saying five percent chance uh, Joshua can win. That's due to the inactivity. Oh, I heard the bell. What's going on? Now that I figured out we have sound effects, I'm over here playing with all the sound effects while you're. But uh, uh, shout out to um, Flo, who's watching the show and actually came in through and uh, said um, that uh, Wilder versus Joshua was coming. He uh, he said uh, asked if Clubber D got a new camera. He said he's picked. He said he's picking Dubois in an upset because you should always pick opposite of Clubber D. Oh, that's, you know, see, I, I was going to get on flow. All right. I, I, I was on the ban list because I had a couple of messages that he didn't read until last stuff. I'm going to let that slide. But um, look here, flow. I understand you're a Cowboys fan. All right. I, I get I totally get it. And some of these this delusions of grandeur of some of these predictions you guys have is ridiculous. I, I get it. But 
You gotta understand, I'm the after the fact king. I'm never wrong, baby. Come on now. You know this flow. You're my man. Love you like a play cousin, but come on now. Who's uh, uh, gonna win? The, the voice is going down. You know what? I will bet you a hundred of Omar's dollars that uh <laughs> I'm just messing around. Dollars I don't have. Uh, uh <laughs> so, anyways, um and he also asked, and this is a serious question, mm-hmm. have you seen Wilder grow as a fighter uh, these past few years, or is he just the knockout artist that you um, you know, uh, so astutely put that he knocks down and knocks her about, or is he actually growing as a fighter to where he can actually make a run back at Fury or Usyk? And I just added in that last part, but yeah. Well, the beauty with the heavyweight division is that um, that's why I don't really have heavyweights on my pound-for-pound top 10 list because – it's punching power. Wilder, Teddy Allison said it best. The guy can't throw a jab. He does not know how to throw a jab. That's basic boxing fun one on one. He picked up boxing late because he's he tried to play football. He got injured. He's actually playing for Alabama, uh, and he had got injured. He's defensive end, I believe. So he picked up boxing very late. Picking up boxing in twenties is very late start. Um, if you look at him fight, it's so unorthodox and so wild. I've, I've never seen anything like this, but he can, like I said earlier, he generates so much power in his in his punches that he knocks down or knocks out everybody. When he fought Fury, because he's been with Malik Scott since, uh, what is this? Is He's only been with Malik Scott like two fights? Uh, the Yeah, it's third, only been a short time. Yeah, Third Fury fight, because he fired uh, Mark, uh, uh, Mark Breland, who was a great trainer. And they said that he juiced, uh, something was wrong in his water. He threw the towel in on the second Fury fight, which he should have done. He was getting whooped. Now, Another story is Fury's gloves, which are a little suspect. They're flapping around. But, um, you know, he fired his trainer and got Malik Scott. So for the third fight against Fury, I would say the first four, first three or four rounds, he was actually throwing a jab to the body. He looked like he had some fundamentals, but you cannot learn that out of nowhere. So with this new trainer, he had a fight against uh, Hellenius where he knocked him out with like three seconds left in the first round. So for him to grow, I mean, for a man who's about to be 38 – I think you can kind of get him to stop doing some of the the, the the bad habits he has, but those, in fact, bad habits uh, help him win fights, you know? So I would think for him, for a fight against Joshua, would be his defense. How would his defense look uh, to see if he's learned anything? Um, but his boxing skills, his punching and things like that, I don't think there's no helping that, to be honest with you. I just don't think it's more defense if he can work on his defense. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for that. That was an amazing analysis on uh, Wilder and his future. Um, And we'll see if he can actually get back to the top. I mean, he would have to obviously go through Joshua first. I mean, either to even get a shot at an Usyk or a uh, Fury, which again, would probably be a long way off. So thank you for that analysis. We appreciate that. But I would love to see all those fights. So I do hope they happen. Um, And I know you do as well. Uh, That being said, let's go over a couple fights that no one got to hear. Clubber D's takes on live on the air. So let's go through Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. Actually, they did hear me because I was on with Flo, the bottom line with that crew. Oh, know? that's right. That's I right. Was with the, I was with the crew. I had a great time on there. Now, I said knockout. I did say knockout, but Jake Paul did win. In the fifth first round, he had uh, Diaz, a little wobbly. And then in the fifth round, he actually knocked him down with a great shot on the on the temple. Now, I believe I said this before many times. Jake Paul does kind of take boxing serious, okay? He's been with the Big Bear, trained with, with with some with some legit fighters, and he's he's doing a lot for women's boxing. So he's taking the sport serious. When I saw Nate Diaz spar with Robert Garcia in his gym, 
I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> I said, oh, Lord. He's going to get his ass whooped. I, I thought he was going to get knocked out because when I saw him sparring, like no footwork, not moving the head, like, no, come on, bro. Like, it's, and I know him and his brother used to train with Andre Ward, SOG, one of the best boxers in my I was going to say, I remember you saying that on a podcast he used episode to train. Like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I, I think I, I, may, I, I may have mentioned this before, you know. So Freddie Roach used to train uh, GSP, and he actually cornered him a couple of his fights uh, in the UFC. And Freddie Roach recently had said that boxing and MMA, the stance are just totally different. You know, you the way your footwork, it's totally different. And to not stick with the same thing, it's, it's hard to, to break those habits. And I honestly feel that, you know, Diaz was never a knockout artist in MMA. You know what I'm saying? He's not like he's going to knock you out. He's a volume fighter. So after like the third or fourth round or whatever, you're worn out. Those those, those jabs he's given, you know what I'm saying? They're, they they hurt and you're going to go down. You know, he's a volume fighter. He's not a knockout artist. So I didn't think he was going to knock Jake Paul out. Though he did have some cool fights. But I want to – what fighter in history of fighting does this and runs straight – what is that? Put your head down. And, what, what is that? I, what is that? Was he a battery ram? Like, I don't know what was going on with that. Like, he was like that, like that a little that, bull in a china shop. Just, yes, he was doing that to Jake Paul. Like, bro, what are you, that little the little uh dinosaur on Jurassic Park 2 hitting the, the Jeep over? Like, I didn't I didn't understand. Was he bonk? Like, I don't understand what he's doing. Like, he the fight was entertaining. If Jake Paul knew how to cut a ring off, the fight wouldn't have lasted long. But Jake Paul just didn't know how to, you know, cut the ring off and do certain things. I mean, I give credit for Jake Paul going 10 rounds. Um, I give credit for, for for Nate Diaz staying in there with him, but no, this is, he took him to school. You know, it was it was a novice, semi above average person just boxing going against a beginner. That's kind of what it was. You know, uh, Diaz has the background in, in mixed martial arts and uh, combat fighting. So maybe the pressure and things like that, the mental game, he was good on that. But as far as the boxing game, um, if he fought a real boxer, that wouldn't last one round. He got a lot of shots off on Jake Paul because Jake Paul's inexperienced. He doesn't know as much, but he knows more than the average person. So that just puts him just above the, uh, the threshold of, you know, average, above average expert. You know, so I would say Jake Paul's, he's like in their middle I would say he's 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 not bad. He's not terrible, but he's he, if he fights a real boxer, it's gonna be a problem. I'll put it like that. It'll be a real problem. You know, so he fought expect- uh, Tyson Fury's brother. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. I would say he fought Tyson Fury's brother and lost because um, his, his name is it's, I forgot Tyson Fury's brother's name, but um, he's he's he's. His brother grew up around boxing. His well, Tyson, they're, they're stepbrothers. Tyson Fury, they have the same father, and you know he he knows a little more than Jake Paul does about boxing. That's why he was able to win uh, using footwork and angles and things like that. Jake Paul's just not there yet. Jake Paul is efficient against novice or uh, these long and tooth boxers, maybe. But if he gets in there with somebody real, it's gonna be a problem. A real problem. So can can you talk about because Flo actually mentioned in the comments, and this is a good point. Can you talk about how he asked the question about Wilder? Now he's asking about Paul. How mm-hmm. has he progressed boxing wise, and can he ever become a top level boxer? He uh, Flo says he obviously needs more work to fight a good boxer, but can he ever get there with you know the training and that he started so late and everything like that? Uh, so. I think his first fight was against uh, 
uh, some guy absent uh, was a Gib. No, his first fight was Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson was his first fight. Uh, then he fought another YouTuber to the metaverse. Yeah, he, he yeah he went to sleep. And Paul, I mean Paul's young. He's only like twenty four, maybe. He's still young, so he can still learn some more basics. Um, so I think he can definitely be a regional type fighter. Uh, he'll never get to like upper echelon. He won't get a belt. Don't get me. He won't, he'll never get to that level. But I think he could put on definitely some entertaining fights against uh, like so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say celebrities, but like mixed martial artists or maybe uh, a boxer past his prime or somebody that's kind of long into somebody in their late thirties, early forties that was good back in the day. But he's never going to win a world title. Hell no, hell no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. He, he's I, I like what he's doing, but I, I, I put it just because only reason I'm saying this is because he's already talking about doing MMA. So he's going to pause his boxing and learn MMA. I know he has a wrestling background, but you cannot just stop and do one thing, not train. It, it doesn't work like that. And he's, it's like, so Carissa Shields, who's the best women's boxer ever. You know, that's, that's, I love her. She's, she's amazing. You know, she, I try to call last week. She didn't answer, but whatever. The um, goat status. Uh, yeah. She, she's, she calls herself the quote, greatest woman of all time. So she did multiple weight class undisputed in women boxing okay and i don't want to hear about because he's a female she probably whoop your ass so she went to pfl and fought okay and she trained with greg jackson uh who trained uh uh john jones and a lot of others down in albuquerque mexico she won her first a pfl fight and i believe she lost her second one or second or third fight so she took an L, her first loss ever she she as a professional she did that in pfl and that lady she fought wasn't that great but you gotta understand these these women been doing mixed martial arts for a long time she's only doing boxing only so strictly boxing so you're the angles of being upright being able to someone take you down or wrestle you down and, and do what they gotta do you can't defend that you cannot learn that in, in five six months okay it takes time but if you're taking time to do to learn one thing you're not learning from the other thing so that's why i think jake paul if he sticks with boxing i say maybe by like age 32 33 he might be uh uh something special possibly um uh, but not so much but just uh, a decent decent fighter but as far as being a champion no i don't i don't think so i don't think so i agree i just had to ask all right cool no worries <laughs> that you know Flo wants to see him in mma too he said uh he definitely wants to see him getting that octagon so we'll see what happens there uh moving on to one last boxing review that i know you wanted to talk about this barn burner since we were just talking about some uh, some the his, rich history of Mexican fighters and oh, just yeah. the the bar the the way they throw those beaters. So my friend Oscar Navarrete, um, a, a really great up and comer, uh, went in there and and uh, you know Valdez tried to hold his own and he was he was at war with him, but uh, Navarrete was too much. Please tell us about this fight and about how good this kid Oscar Navarrete is. Well, see, Navarrete, so he's, uh, I think he's a champ at 130. And uh, Oscar Valdez was at that weight class, moved up, I think went back down. Because uh, he, he moved up after Shakur Stevenson beat him for the belt. And then Shakur moved up to 135. But this fight, they've been, they been trying to get this fight going for a while. You know what I'm saying? This was a war. They even had Eric Morales there. They had uh, Barrera. You know, they had all the Mexican, Julio uh, say or... Chavez was there. Um, all the all the great Mexican fighters were there, and Julio Cesar Chavez. There we go. And um, all the Mexican fighters because they knew this fight was going to be crazy. Jam packed outside arena. I loved it. We were we had just got back off Bourbon Street, 
Um, Flo said his yeah. dad's was Roberto Duran was his favorite boxer. Really? Well, I mean, hey, his dad is 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 the man because if Roberto Duran, uh, admittedly, if he focused more on boxing and not partying, probably would have been one. He is one of the best ever, but like he he just loved to party. And but Roberto Duran, God, man, that that's when boxers would box. Like he, he's amazing fighter, amazing fighter. I love Roberto Duran. I love watching his, his old highlights. But um. Shout out to Flo's dad. Shout out to Flo too. But um, but yeah, so this fight, to me, we just got back off Bourbon Street. You know, we were flying out the next day, me, Dale the Snail, uh, my man Lamar. I think you and Eric had already bounced out and came back in. And um, we were watching this fight. I, I told Lamar, I was like, yo, this fight's gonna be good. He's like, oh, whatever. After the fourth round, we were all eyes in looking at this fight. And um, Navarate, this guy is straight volume. Like he's he's punching at least. 130 to 160 times around non-stop throwing him okay valdez you know he he wants to catch him with the overhand left because he's a smaller fighter but you know you can't take that pressure for so long and i want to say i thought valdez was gonna take over because i want to say round six or round seven uh navrate was messing with his right hand his right hand was messing with him he didn't throw that throw, throw a power shot all around and then once Oscar Valdez kind of figured that out and started going at him a little more, then he just said, effing, just started swinging more. He just uh, said, effing, I'm just going to swing my right and use my power hand. But I would say, if you see the pictures, I would say, everyone take a time, Google or just Google image uh, Oscar Valdez's face, okay? His eye was shut. He had a big knot on his eye. He looked like uh, uh, Udenis Ugas when he fought Earl Spence. Like, I know his orbital socket has to be broken because – he could barely. I don't think he could see out that. No, eye. he couldn't. His whole eye was shut. His whole like, eye was, was done. Shut. Like it just, it looked like a, it looked like an inflated fortune cookie. You know, it was just looked disgusting. All right, and if you look at uh, Navarrete, his face was crystal clear. Okay, I don't know what he puts on his face. I don't know if it's some type of oil. I don't know if it's some some, uh, some salzone. I don't know what it is. Give me some of that because some, I mean, some like, salzone with Vaseline mixed. In. Yeah, <laughs> some he put some on there, but I need some of that because he. He looked like he didn't even get into a fight. He didn't even look touched. Okay, so Navarrete, he's 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 upper echelon fighter, and he's I want to say I know Shakur because everyone nobody wants to fight Shakur Stevenson. Uh, he had he said, "Hey, I'll fight him," but I don't think Navarrete is going to move up to one thirty-five. I think he might try to uh, clean out that whole division at one thirty. Who knows? But uh, I would like to see Navarrete fight. You know. Uh, I would say Keyshawn Davis, who's from Virginia. He's under uh he trains with Shakur Stevenson, Bo Mac, that's 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 Bud Crawford, that's the same crew. You know, I, I don't want to see him fight him just yet, but Navarate, I mean, that, that guy's a monster. He's a beast, you know. So I I gotta call him tomorrow, but he might be busy. You never know. Shout out to the VA Hustlers, our home. VA is not only for lovers, but the hustlers as well. That being said, Oscar uh, Navarrete is definitely a hustler. What do you see him doing next? Uh, I got him probably cleaning out the division, 130. I think oh, you did say that. Sorry. Yeah, I, I got to get everybody. No, I'm all good. Unless, unless Shakur Stevenson, because Shakur has called out uh, a lot of people at 135. Nobody wants to fight him. Lomachenko. <laughs> Uh, because Devin Haney and Regis Prograce, which I just read that that fight might not happen in October, so they might push okay. that, back, that fight further back. Um, but Devin, Devin Haney, Haney has all the get belts. in the ring with him, or uh, he just he wants he wanted October, I think it's just the, the scheduling. Um, but Devin Haney wants to hear back from some of the commissions, all the belts he holds because he's like, if I move up to 140, can I still have these belts? 
And they're like, right. hell no, nah, man. No, 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 we're not doing that. You're not Canelo. Uh, Canelo's the only guy that can hold belts for it, apparently. But, um, and, uh, uh, Jamel Charlo at 160. He hasn't fought in two years and so it's a WBC belt. I don't understand how that happens, but that's boxing for you. And so uh, before we move on to that, that's uh, that's a great segue to another subject. Uh, Tank calling out Crawford, is that something that is... Is Tank needs to worry about uh, probation, and uh, okay. then um, once he's off probation, um, focus on uh, who you want to fight at 135, okay? Okay. Uh, if you want to fight Shakur Stevenson, if you want to fight Lomachenko, if you want to cross the street and fight these other fighters, mm-hmm. worry about that. You're not going to 147. Crawford ain't doing no catchweight for you. Um, I like Tank, but all the Tank uh, D-riders out there need to, need to realize Tank doesn't have no really marquee fighters. Ryan Garcia is not a marquee mm-hmm. fighter, okay? The only fighter he, he made has... Him a mar- we made him a marquee fighter. Yeah, Ryan Garcia, he has terrible... Man... People that know boxing knew that fight was going to be terrible. We knew Tank was going to whoop his ass. And uh, it's just Ryan Garcia has a big following. That take, that fight made a lot of money. And I, I'm tired of these people being like, hey, man, man, Tank makes a lot of money. Are you getting any, are you getting any money? Why do you care how much money he gets? I don't care how much money he gets. It's all about legacy in boxing. Boxing is not about, uh, oh, I got I got 60 Lamborghinis. No, it's how many belts you got, all right? Ten years, ten years from now, they're going to know who you are. Yes, get your money, but calm down, people. Like, Chill out. Get off the D rut. Get off the get off the D's, okay? But um Tank, Tank, like I feel like Tank should be up here with the fires. I got him in my, my pound for pound top ten, but I just feel like he should I want him to wipe everybody out because I think he can do it. I think he could be a Shakur Stevenson. I think he can, but I just want to see the fight, you know? And I'm tired of excuses. Like we had Bud, we had Bud and um and Earl. Earl made excuses for five years, and then we see what happens. So Stop the excuses. Make the fight happen. Let's just stop all the bullshit. Fight Haney. Fight uh, Lomachenko. Fight uh, Shakur Stevenson. You know, um, you got uh, Inouye saying, I'll fight Tank at 130. I'm like, Inouye, <laughs> you just won the 122 fight. You're not ready for Tank, all right, sir? You're great. You're good right now. You're, you're up there. You're not ready for Tank. Sorry, sir. That's not going to Mm-mm. Well, amazing. He's amazing, but no, he sir. God, I need you to step back a little bit, take mm-hmm. a couple couple years to put on some more weight, maybe, because uh, that's a ooh, that's a tough yeah. hill to climb if you're that small. Um, that being said, uh, a fan question. Oh, it's flow. If Canelo beats Charlo, uh, which we're about to get into in a second, we have a mailbag question on that. Should um, oh, you know, we'll come back. This will be a good follow up to our mailbag. So let's start our fan mm-hmm. mailbag. By the way, y'all. We now have two mailbags. You can reach Clubber D and myself at. I uh, got us a brand new one, which makes it easier on all of y'all. It's ballandbuds at gmail.com. So ballandbuds at gmail.com. Shout out to our fans in Italy. We're big in Italy, big in France, big in Europe. So shout out to all of you. Uh, Ball and Buds will be doing a European tour uh, very, very soon. That being said, um, again, so uh, again, if you want to mail, if you want to email Clubber D to find out his thoughts on any subjects on these live shows, please email ballandbuds at gmail.com. Or if you still have that old email, you can still hit that up as well. I still check that ballandbuds at mvpsmb.com. Shout out my business, MVP specialty marketing business. Moving on, the mailbag. First one, staying on our rich Mexican fighter history from Mexicali Tejano, nice name, 
what happened at the Canelo versus Charlo press conference that they got to talking, um, or sorry, that Charlo got to talking sweet about Canelo? Uh, the press co- Okay, so Charlo's brother, uh, who Canelo decided not to fight back in the day, fought uh, Kirkland, back, Kirkland in Houston uh, at the Astro Stadium at the time, um, I thought it was a bit of a duck move. And then they left. Uh, Golden Boy went to Al Heyman. But anyway, for not screwing that fight. But um, they've been trying to get this fight, him or or his brother. They've been trying to get this fight forever because Canelo's a cash cow. And uh, Canelo don't want to be fighting brothers like that. So I knew when he said Charlo, I, I was sure it wasn't going to be the 160-pounder. It was going to be the, the smaller one, which I think is a better fight because he – He's the better Charlo to me. You know, he's uh, he only has one loss to Tony Harrison. Tony Harrison's a a uh, a wiry fighter, hard to hard to figure out. In second in the rematch, he, he set beat the, beat the snot out of him. So um, this Charlo to me is the one I, I really I'm really excited for this fight, and I, it just pisses me off because it's not the way it used to be. Like not saying you have to be a uh, Ricardo Mayorga and and call Oscar De La Hoya the f word and all this other stuff and question sexuality or uh, or smoke or or uh, smack Shane Mosley's uh, girlfriend on the butt, you know, and, and get a get something going at the press conference, you know. But you don't have to kiss their ass the whole fight, the whole press conference. Like Jesus Christ, you're about to fight this guy, okay? Get off his sack, all right, Charlo. Good, like, and and another thing, Charlo. It was just like a smoozing contest. Like, oh, Canelo, he's just so great. He just, damn. Do you think you can win? Come on, man. Tell him you're gonna, you know, pour the cinnamon out or something. You know, just talk about it. Talk about something. You know, just be mean. I, you know, just riders. Yes, just get off his sack. I know you're getting the money. I get it. Okay. Um, Talk about him doing rehydration clauses against bums, you know. Call so tell us, tell us why this is then. Then why did the 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 younger, smaller Charlo brother, who's not as well equipped to fight Canelo, why did he get the fight instead of the other brother? Uh, well, the other brother, he said he wouldn't be ready by September. He hasn't fought. He has a lot of. <sighs> he has a lot of mental health and alcohol issues and drug issues you know he can't get his shit together and um i you know allegedly all this is alleged uh he's getting into it with benavidez uh you saw what happened with plant slapped when plant slapped him at the terrence crawford uh weigh-in thing or at the fight you know his, his hat did a 360 you know what i'm saying it, it's his hat stay on his head but his hat did a 360 after getting slapped and this is what i don't like about this this is what i don't like about this clip. i hope I hope you say what I'm going to say. I don't like either. Go ahead. Well, this is the thing. I, I, I don't know what you're going to say, but we'll get. I don't like the fact that in Charlo had an interview with the Breakfast Club, and Charlemagne asked him, "How do you feel about that plant slapping your brother?" And uh, apparently, the Charlos were fighting each other, and Plant jumped in to break this up. You know, y'all are y'all should y'all are famous grown men should not be fighting in public. Okay, come on now, but uh. He goes, hey, well, that, that's between them. I mean, it's whatever. Wait a minute. You slap my brother, okay? <laughs> you slap my brother. And I'm not, you think I'm just going to say, oh, that's between them? No. No, we I'm going to slap the race off your face. You slap any of my friends in public. Yeah, I got, and it's on recording. Say, if you slap, it's, if you, it's on site. Like, what are you talking about? Like, if you slap up brother. with brother and I'm there, I'm going to fight you. Yes, like, I don't like, I don't understand. Like, how do you say this about your twin brother? Oh, oh, that's between them. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? 
Like you think uh, you think a Bayon Bajo would ever say some shit like that? No, come on now. Mm. That being said, w- what no. I was mad about, what I was shout out a Bayon Bajo, what I was mad about, and and, and Guadio G next, they what I was mad man. about is the fact that he didn't do nothing. He just got mm-hmm. slapped and took that shit and just stood there. Didn't even try to make a move like he was gonna go back. He just stood there. He talks was, all this stuff like he's literally. Jared Hurd, local fighter from DMV, shout out PG County. Um, he slapped the younger Charlo before for, for disrespecting his girl at the time or his wife. This Charlo got slapped. So his Charlo's girlfriend and his cousin try to come at plant. But Charlo just stood there. And this is the guy that went at Benavidez uh, at a fight when they saw each other in the crowd, like told his security guard, hey, yo, get the gun, get the gun. Man, sit, man, come on, man. That was, a, that was a bad weekend for Texas boys. And shout out to Texas. Texas is a great, great state. You know, I love Texas. I've been to, I've been to uh, Plano, Frisco. Shout out, man. Texas is nice, but Jesus Christ. Like, I don't, Earl took the, t- took an L that weekend and Charlo getting slapped. Yeah, Kato playing representing that Tennessee, Cashville. You know, he he gave him that, that, that Cashville slap for Broadway. You know, it's one of those things. I, don't, I just don't understand these guys. You know, they talk. Do it again. Do jazz. it again. I wanted to blow you up for the slap. Man, <laughs> like that. that's, that's the cash. That's from the top of Broadway to the bottom. To the bottom line, you know, from the it, top it, of Broadway, <laughs> all the way. What's, what's what's the name of that arena at the top? To the, it, to the, the river. Oh, Bridgestone, 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 all the way down to the bottom line. Bam, just like that. All the way down to Nissan. There you go. All the way to Nissan. He landed his hat, landed in the water. I mean, come on now. Yo, Flo says if anyone slaps any of his TBL sports brothers, it's on on site. And That's I think, I think Flo's Flo, a pastor. Flo and I think Flo's a pastor, which means we ain't turning the other cheek right now. Right? So like, hey, you know, do on to others that they do on to you, okay? Hey, thank you, Lord Jesus. It's just All one right. of those things. Like I, And it, it was just so bad because he's trying to break up two two brothers, twins at that fighting. You know, you guys are world champions. You guys are, 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 are world models, even though you believe it or not to some people. You know, you're representing a lot of things. It's not just you. It's, it's, it's the community. And he's trying to break this up. You mush him in the face, and he's mad at you pushing him in the face. And you're acting nonchalant about it. So, yes, he's going to he's gonna slap the taste out of your mouth. I mean, come on. What are you doing? Agreed. I agree completely. And another um, – so the follow-up question, if Canelo does beat Charlo, which we expect, will there is there going to be a Bevel Canelo part two? Well – it's not a gimme that he's gonna win. I will. Get, we'll save that for the club banger when, when we review that fight. But I got it. I don't. Mm, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, he wants Bevel, but Bevel. There's a lot of stipulations with Bevel because Bevel's like, if I fight you, it's gonna be for all your belts at 168. Bevel's 175, uh, light heavyweight champion. He wants to fight better Bevel, but the problem with Bevel is he's Russian and he has not. Uh, said anything negative against the war he's been kind of like i'm not you know whatever but the wbc they're uh, not letting him fight right yeah well they don't want to sanction that fight okay Mm -hmm. so if he wins he won't be undisputed so that's the problem with that and wbc that's the green belt for folks that don't know um they're the ones telling people all this stuff so it's like he's damn if you damn if you do damn if you don't um they got better be fighting uh one of Eddie Hearn's uh, British fighters, um, Johnny McDitton or whoever, somebody like that, and he's going to knock him out. And he's another fighter that no one talks about, Better Beef. Uh, Canelo was all about fighting him, and, and Canelo would have got his got a freckle knocked off. He would have fought him, you know, at 175. But, yeah, it's, he's fighting a Liam. One of them, Liam, brother. I don't know. It's, uh, it's somebody over there. Johnny Johnny McDitton. Johnny McMuffin. I, I, had to, I, had, I had to give the, the, the co-man. The co-man. Who? 
And then, ooh, shout out going, yeah, who like, is that? Johnny it's, it's, McMuffin. <laughs> Johnny McMuffin, I don't know, something like that. Who is this potato can or tomato can? I said potato can. Where do yeah, potatoes come in cans at? Wow, Omar. When I, when I was over in London, they they, they like to put a, uh, it was a pork and beans and beans on toast. Meet that. Like, another audacity. Another fan comment coming in then says, should Beevil just move up then? No, no, no. I mean, because he, they're not going to sanction him to fight up there either, right? It well, I mean, he, he can fight. He can fight. It's just tricky. It'll, like, it'll he's, he's good at 175. He's at his great weight class, you know. He can fight better BF, but it's just the WBC, that right. belt, that particular belt. So he already right. he has a WBA belt. So, well, yeah, he actually, they did a training photo of him in a gym. So he's, he's getting ready for a fight pretty soon. Um, okay. Oh, man. One last question, and this is from yeah, boy, uh, because I want to show everybody who's been – there are some haters out there, as many Clubber D lovers that we have out there, I especially y'all's mothers. Um, we've had a lot of haters, and they try to claim that your knowledge is not what it is, and they try to say okay. that you study everything beforehand and everything like that. So I scheduled a nice special question that Clubber D has no clue what I'm going to ask. And I just want to see how much knowledge he truly has for all you haters out there. So that being said, let's go back to uh, last weekend. There was a fight night. So there you go, y'all. He doesn't even know where I was going with it. How there was a, a man named Damon Blackshear who performed what is called the twister maneuver. It's I've never seen it before, personally. Mm-hmm. It's the third time it was ever used in UFC, so apparently it's very, very rare. Um, it didn't look like, I mean, it, it was just weird. The mechanics didn't look like it was that brutal, but the guy tapped out instantly. So my question, how rare is that in MMA, not just in UFC? And then what are the mechanics behind the twister maneuver that make them so brutal? Well, I think the Korean zombie did it. And uh, it was Bryce Mitchell. Fact check me if you want. But um, so the twister, so basically your head is cranked like this in a person's chest and they're pulling you in so it's a neck crank and then they got your they have a uh, scissors around your i i can't do it because i'm not standing up but around your leg so basically picture your neck crank like this and then the bottom your bottom torso curving in so they're cranking you this way and your bottom half is cranking that way also so essentially they call it a twister because you're twisting like this but your body is like a bow and arrow being being bent so it looks semi-crucial, but your body's in excruciating pain. So not only is your bottom torso being separated, your neck is getting cranked in here and it's hard for you to breathe and your neck's not supposed to bend like that. So it's hard to do because you're not going to get somebody in that position. They, 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 for, for you to get put in that position, um, you got to be caught way off guard or just have no uh, wrestling training at all for that to happen. It's basically getting like, it's like getting knocked out from a jab in boxing. You know what I'm saying? It's very, very rare. But uh, yeah, that's a twister. Take that, people. I know my stuff. You don't believe there me you mind. have it, all you haters. I went back and found because I saw it the other day, and I was what that was my question. I was like, that didn't look like it hurt that much, but dude instantly tapped right away. And I wanted to show all you haters that Clubber D knows his shit better than all y'all. 
mother suckers. That being said, we love all y'all mother suckers. And we thank you all for joining us today on another episode of Ball and Buds. We usually do not we don't we don't you we do this on UFC pay-per-view fight nights and we will continue to but since we've added in boxing and other mma topics we're thinking about changing the name we're though we're, we're workshopping some things clever email, email I, so. us. this is what we are, this is what i want everyone listen out there if it's if it's two people to 25 email us a name you think of okay and we will say what we will, we will read off the the, the 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 top five top 10 or even top two names okay and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll let you know who said it and we'll give them all the credit Okay. Uh, I love that idea. There you go, y'all. So hit up our inbox at ballandbudge at gmail.com or if you still have the old one at mvp.com or sorry, mvpsmb.com. But ballandbudge at gmail is easier. That being said, hit us up. Give us some suggestions for what we should name this show. We are live on Facebook at the bottom line sports so go ahead and please join the bottom line sports group um it is an awesome group that we have a lot of fun in and shout out to my boys at the bottom line we will be going live sundays at seven shout out flow can hot take jake also shout out to everybody on youtube let's talk sports channel the bottom line and ball and bud sports we are on all three youtube channels we're also on twitter and thank you to everyone at let's talk sports twitch channel they're watching us on twitch right now all the gamers are watching this clubber d for the first hey, time. I, I, I got a ps5 y'all highlight me yo if y'all want to see clubber d play video games email us okay and you can hear me uncensored i'll, I'll get on twitch i'll do all that and let me let me let me jump on that omar shout out to flow canteen uh hot take jake you guys are phenomenal over there bottom line um one person we have I haven't mentioned in a while is my arch nemesis. Shout out to Mike Weeby. That's my guy right there. I know the Orioles are killing it. So I know Weeby is hella, hella happy right now. So shout out to Weeby. That's my guy right there. Shout out to the redhead potato bread. Right, We're so happy for the Orioles right now and how they're doing. Shout out to them. They look really, really good. That being said, y'all, the next time you will see Clever D and I and maybe even the the Weebster, maybe we'll bring on uh Mike Weeby with us one of these times. I know we yeah, want to bring on I know I, I've, I've been talking to uh, Francis about coming along with us one of these times. That would be fucking amazing. Shout out, to, yeah, shout out to the Kamikaze Kid, a.k.a. Paradise, a.k.a. That's right. Uh, Imagine happy hour is with his lady friend. There you go. So, again, next time you will see us, y'all, is for UFC 293. That is Saturday, September the 2nd. Uh, sorry, September the 10th, excuse me. Saturday, September the 10th. Uh, what do you think about this fight? Israel Adesanya is back for Sean Strickland, my friend, in Australia. We're going to Australia. Well, you're going to Australia. I'll be in yeah, I, I might be down there. Last time I was down there, you know, I got into it with someone's Joey and I had to knock a kangaroo out. You know what I'm saying? And I, it, was, it was one of those things. That little thing jumped up on me. I like, man, get up off me, man. What you doing, man? Ain't that type of party. But, uh, yeah, you know, I might go down there, uh, get some fosters, you know, do all that stuff. Uh uh, hang out with some of the Aborigines and, and you know, uh, ride some waves. You know, last time I was down there, I had uh, fought a great white shark. You know, it was in the water and it so came stupid. up on me. I had a punch it real quick, you know. So, You're but so it's stupid. that's another story for another day, you know what I'm saying. And shout out to the bo- to Flo, who actually knows my idea, uh, uh, uh as it's in my head somehow. They want pause. a, a, yeah, pause. Wow, they want a permanent weekly 
a boxing MMA combat sports show from Ball and Butt. So we'll have to think hey, about putting happen. that together. It I can happen. We talk to my publicist. Talk to my publicist. We'll, talk, it can we'll talk to Clubber D's publicist. But anyways, next time you'll see us again, UFC 293, September 9th, 2023. Um, that's at a regular time. It's in Australia, but we're going at the regular time, 5 p.m. Uh, Central, 6 p.m. Eastern. You'll see me in Puerto Rico because I'm going back to see the family. So the next time you'll see me is from the Courtyard Marriott in Isla Velde, Puerto Rico. Wepa, 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 wepa. That's right. Let's go. Get some of the world's going to do this. You know, what's up? I know. You no, take I us keep out? going. No, I okay, think okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can get some tostones, some uh, uh, Ros Gondules, you know what I'm saying? He's going to be he's gonna be in the South Zone and everything, some some nice sprinkled Goya and all that good stuff. Not that sodium-free Goya. We want the red-type Goya, you know what I'm saying? What else are we going to be eating down there? Um, some uh, lechon, some tostones, some, some, some pork, some platanos, some, 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 platanos, some, some roadside. You are, you know they got them roadside uh, stands. Things are- hey, go go to go to the uh, go to the Sheraton over there in Caguas. You know what I'm saying? Get the salsa dancing classes on on Thursdays and Fridays. Hit the I was casino there where my stuff. grandma goes. Oh, you there you go. Stuff. Hey, you know what I'm saying? It's funny when I was down there, uh, the chips got uh, Miguel Cotto because he's from there, so he, his face is on all the chips there at the casino. You know what I'm saying? I was down there with a, a future ex-wife, but it's all good. You know, Puerto Rico. Let's go. Let's go. Wow. Miguel Cotto shout out. I like it. Let's yeah, go. Empanadilla. Let's go. Boricua. Shout out, to, shout out to Don Omar. Rest in peace, uh, uh, Hector Laveau. Let's go. Hector Laveau, shout out as well to my boy Louis Stacks up in Boston where they're holding UFC tonight. Shout out to my Boricua, Louis Stacks. Go ahead and check him out on all of your Spotify networks. What up, Louis? up. Ike Bad Bunny. That being said, take us out, Clubber D. We got 20 seconds left. Well, we got 20 seconds left. You know, it's Man Man Clubber D, always in a place to be. I am the Combat G. If you've been with us from the beginning to the end, you are always our friend. I'm making this up as I go. Shout out to my man, Flo. That freestyle was $5, but I'm not going to charge you this time, okay? We had fun today, and you never know. I might be in Puerto Rico, too, in spirit. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. From Ball and Buds. And so, you know him, don't you? Canteen? Club of D. Club of D, baby. So. Oh, I think. Do you have his wolf sound? Do you have his intro? Right. Oh, I thought you had some man. new intro music for him. Well, I mean, I have the wolf sound, but I, it's like four different, uh, you know. Here, I'll get it for him. Just, just, just for Club of D. For just for Club of D. Okay. No, that's not the right one. <laughs> Wow, that sounded like uh, a wounded wolf, Clever D. Yeah, I know. Look at Clever D's face. Look at Clever D's face. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Clever D. I'm trying to find the right one for you. There we go. That's a manly wolf. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's here. You could not live with your own failure. Okay. Let me say no. Little say no. I didn't know it would go out. Where did that bring you? You know who's here? Back to me. And now you're one, your favorite combat guy. I gotta wait for it to change. He's the one, the only. Number. 
when I'm right, I'm right. When I'm wrong, I'm right. That's why you do the club's caveat. What's up, Flo? What's up, Omar? What's up, Canton? How y'all feeling today? What up, bro? We good, man. That's what I'm talking about, my brother. Yeah, what's going on, Club of D? I love the rock music intro with the wolf. That is hilarious. I, I, I got hyped up. I was, I was about to rip the jersey off. I was about to, you know, bring it back. Ooh, there we Yo, go. Why, why he, why he, wait, why he give you that wimpy wolf at first, though, son? Oh, that, 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 was, that was just a baby wolf, okay? That, that wasn't a white fang. That was white small tooth. That was white molar right there. That wasn't white fang. That wasn't a fully grown wolf. That, okay, that was the that was the beta wolf. He was he was chewing away. He was chewing that beta wolf away for the real wolf to show up. So true. You know that wolf was in the blasphemy bunker. That is one of those pets hanging outside the bunker. You listen to those hot takes. Oh, That's oh. what it is. That's what that wolf was doing. Okay, because it's all the Niners win and Trey Lance look good against the Broncos. That's what that wolf was doing. My bad. Is, is that a Jake that wolf? That's, that's, that's a little Jake, Jake wolf right there. That's, that's, a Jake that's, wolf. Wolf. that's a Jake wolf. That's a Jake wolf. Baby wolf. Clubber D, man. Welcome to the show, man. Man, good to have you, man. So, since our uh, UFC fight expert is here, uh, at least for our show, for sure. But the expert, all-around expert, never wrong, always right. Even if he's wrong, he's right. Right. Get over it. Right. All right. So, and actually, with his new clever caveat, he is always okay, well, right, baby. Yeah, he is always right. Exactly. Hey. All right. So, uh, UFC uh, 292, man. Give us some. Inside take. Let's start with the, the prelims. Something you liked in the prelims, and then we'll get into the main event. Is there anything you liked in the prelims that you saw from any of the fights or the fighters? Well, the main prelim, like I, like I mentioned on the show yesterday, I was really focused on Chris Weidman and his comeback from that horrific uh, leg break. Right. And after seeing Brad Tavares kick kick every single muscle fiber out of his left leg and then start on his right leg, the injured one. Dana White said it today. He needs to retire, but he still wants to fight. And I said it yesterday. Oh, I'm gonna. Hey. I want to abbreviate what I'm saying today, but right, get your old ass down, okay? You're 39 years old. You had a great right. career. It's enough. Enough's enough. <laughs> you have a beautiful family. Sit down, watch it like us, or be a coach. Right. I, I still okay. want to say people will get hurt like that. Right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so what about the main events? Uh, let's we'll, we'll get to the uh, the main card, the championship fight. But what do you what did you think of uh, Vera and Munoz? Well, it's kind of like what I thought it'd be. Uh, uh, Vera right. is, is, is a dog, okay? He's the one. He gave Sean O'Malley, the champ, his only loss, and that right. was uh, tearing up his ankle. Mm-hmm. And he wants that rematch uh, in December. But Vera did what Vera does all the time. If you fight him, you got to bring your lunch, your breakfast, your dinner, your dessert, brunch, anything in between if you fight that man. He will hear right. it at you. All of it. I'm telling you. <laughs> he's a dog. Bring a toothpick, bro. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So what what about uh, Magni and Gary? So Gary, like I mentioned yesterday, he's one of the ones people need to watch out for. Right. From Ireland. They mm-hmm. love these Irish guys. Yeah. Conor right. Heat's brash. He talks a lot of junk. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds I mean, me he was of a, when he was a heavy favorite. He undefeated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's 6-0 and oh now. Yeah, he's he undefeated too, Clubber D. When I, when I tell you leg kicks, when, when, when Neil Magny went down in the first round and started scooting on his butt like he was boot scooting, trying mm-hmm. to, uh, to take him down to wrestle, he right. was no part of that. Like, I I felt the pain in each calf kick, okay? I felt it in my bone, and I was sitting at home watching. I was going to go to Boston that, that weekend, but 
they're doing it like they did to Connor when Connor had his own fight against mm-hmm. Dennis Seaver to promote him in Boston. The Irish, Irish mm-hmm. fans, you know, get that connection right. going. So, gotta watch out for him. Ian Gary at 170. This guy, this kid's the truth. He, yeah. He's something. He was hurting him with the leg kicks or what? Ooh, oh, yeah. He's, he's a boxer, but he's this man. The leg kicks were just too crucial. <laughs> Yeah. That's what it sounded. I heard that. In the, I heard that in the cage. Joe Rogan was like, "What was that?" <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, now let's talk about the main event. Oh, yeah. How surprised were you, or were you not surprised? It, you seemed, it seemed like uh, <clears throat> Sterling was a a pretty heavy favorite. I mean, oh, yeah. O'Malley oh, yeah. of course had a puncher's chance. I mean, but it seemed like uh, the consensus was Sterling was going to win this fight, and uh, mm-hmm. but it didn't turn out so much that way. I mean, uh, what's your thoughts about this fight? Any any surprises, and then anything that kind of went the way you thought? Well. <clears throat> My, my first initial take was that Sterling, he's a better wrestler. He's going to get inside, take him down. <clears throat> yeah. But then I said the, the club's, uh, the club right. would be caveat yesterday. Second round knockout, O'Malley, that can happen. In short, George, right. you know what? O'Malley knocked him out in the second round. Aljamain did not get in close. He tried to take down late in the round in the first round. He tried to beat up his legs. Mm-hmm. It wasn't working. Right. And kind of like when he fought Peter Yawn, Aljamain does not like getting hit. So I right. knew if O'Malley, if he couldn't take him down for his strength, no, nah, O'Malley's going to win that. He just, it's one of those things. And and I think Aljamain, he shouldn't worry about a rematch. Just go up to 145 if he's going to move up, you know? Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Just, I, I would leave that division because no one's defending the belt more than three times in, that, in this whole existence. Right. So it's always a, a quick uh, crossover next champion. So, and, and it, maybe it's just me, but it always seems like when there's a heavy favorite, mm-hmm. there's some kind of knockout, some crazy happens, and oh, the yeah. other guy gets upset. It just always seems to happen in the in the UFC to me. I mean, whenever I look at these, and I'm looking at favorites, I'm like, man, they're a heavy favorite. This guy's got a puncher's chance, and then all of a sudden, you just see something crazy, and then the guy gets knocked knocked upside the head. And that's, that's the beauty of, of mixed martial arts because they're small eight ounce gloves, and yeah. Before Shadow O'Malley, they want to push him. They've been wanting to push him because he's very right. charismatic and his colorful hair and stuff. Right, and, right. He had it. He had it in braids, though. Oh yeah, he he'll, he'll do the braids, do the perm. You know, I used to rock that back in the day when I had an afro. But that's another story. But um, you know, <clears throat> he was already talking about he would fight. He would knock out Javante Davis. I'm like, what? Javante Davis, dude, sit down somewhere. He will knock each tattoo off your body. And now what I'm going to see is jumped in the mix and is like, oh, I'll, I'll fight him. I'm like, he will you got a guess, Kevin. Uh-oh. 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 Can I ask a follow-up real quick? Well, let's uh, uh-oh. Hold on. Oh, I hear that music. <laughs> Guess who's here? Let's get right The one, the only, Jake Montoya. How are you late from your own house? Yeah, that's a family man right there. There you go. How are you late from your own bedroom, son? I don't understand that. <laughs> I dare y'all. I heard y'all for 30 minutes. Would you just, just roll out of bed? You tried to jump on the camera? No, man. Got a championship. Uh, oh, I'm trying to get the right configuration here. All right, go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, okay, there, 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 there. I want to hear Cover D. He's the only one that speaks my knowledge. Come on, Cover D. Okay. You know what? Hey, you think about Jake. Anyway, hey, um, let's talk Jake, about that. Let me, hey. Did you see the fight, Jake? 
What do you think about the O'Malley and uh, and Sterling? It was a great fight. I love the knockout. That's what happens, man. Were you were you predicting that? <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't predict that one. I yeah. You know, usually I. Yeah. Hey, at least you're being honest, huh? Oh. <laughs> what do you think? You got, you got anything about the UFC, Omar? Any any tidbits? Well, who's gonna ask the follow-up? <laughs> okay. No, no, all, all I, I, no, no, no. Okay. You go know, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know my, uh, you know my expert is is is. Oh, yeah. Clubber D here, so I'm not of even going to take any shine from him. What I'm trying to do is ask him a question just to right, give right. some more knowledge for our fans. So, Clubber D, can you explain for our fans here at the bottom line, what is the difference between boxing and MMA when it comes to inside an actual boxing <laughs> ring and why he would stand oh, no chance? Can you talk about the mechanics? Boxing versus MMA stand-up is like <clears throat> rugby versus tackle football uh, in the NFL. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's physical, yes. They're both physical. That's, it's a, that's two a good... separate worlds, you know. Right. That's that's a good stance. Uh, MMA, you're worried about getting taken down. You don't really cut the cage off like you would cut the ring off. Right. Um, keep your head on the center line, like in boxing. You can't jab the same way in MMA. Like work is different. Boxing. Oh yeah. yeah, it's 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 night and day. And only a few boxers, I think, have a chance to. I'm sorry, MMA fighters can cross over, and that'd be heavyweights do because of the power factor. Right. But, um, Anderson Silva was an average boxer that was a great right. MMA fighter. So yeah, I feel like the MMA fighters they just don't have enough stand-up knowledge. They have no. enough to if for MMA for UFC fights, but I mean against a boxer who's trained to move and mm-hmm. give you angles and fade and do all these different things, it's hard for an MMA guy to, to emulate that if he's if he's only he's only doing it part time, you know, basically. That's that's one hundred percent true. Only only thing that was semi close was a, a trailer or whatever that little bunch of company was. They did like this hybrid boxers versus MMA fighters. They were trying right. to go on Shannon Briggs against uh, Rampage Jackson. But the right. gloves were, they weren't like full boxing gloves. You can still like grapple with somebody. So right. they had like Mike Perry fighting there and a Frank Mir, uh He fought a headweight. But um, I mean, it's just not... It's two different things. Right, right. I watch, right, I watch right. it, though. Conor McGregor, people are like, oh, yeah, Conor, Conor Rock with Mayweather to 10 rounds. <laughs> Mayweather allowed him to be in that fight for 10 rounds. <laughs> he had no chance. He right. allowed him, you know. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, you never know. You got you got Vander Holyfield getting knocked out by Peter Belfort, but <gasps> Vander Holyfield, you know, he's 182 years old, so he shouldn't be fighting anyways. You know, so it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he's not quite. A, I, th- I thought that he was 100 and, 180, not 182. Hey, look, hey, I think he I, he he when he had hair, he brought Frederick Douglass's comb, so he's kind of old. You know, he, he's up there. Okay? He's, <laughs> he's up there. <laughs> hey, I got the rim shot for you now. You, 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 you be tossing him out, man. I'm just like, man. Yeah. Promo King over here. Hey, so uh, uh, Jake had a follow up for you. You got what do you got? Jake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask him with O'Malley beating. Uh, oh, was it Sterling? Yeah, Sterling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's left? Who's left in the bantamweight that he can really face? I mean, he's kind of taken control of that 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 division, hasn't he? Only one he can fight that he uh, that would say would be kind of worth some money is at the rematch, or if he fights Vera. Vera gave him his only loss, but that was kind of due to an injury. And he called him out right after the fight, saying, "I want to fight you in December." Other than that, there's no. If I was him, I'll just run through the division, uh, put myself in UFC Hall of Fame, because uh, if you defend up that, that that title more than three times, no one, yeah. no one else has done that. So he can do that and kind of be like, "All right, let me just move up to 145." Or that's why he's right. calling out boxers because he's he's trying to make money and. Uh, 
that's just a good question because I, I there's not really much he can go to after this. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's what I was trying to figure out on him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any, any follow-ups for Club D, the Combat G? Hey, dropping knowledge. Even though he didn't go to college. Just kidding. I don't know if he went to college. It just rhymed in it. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, how would you know? How would you that know if he went or not? Like, that was wow. a I don't know. It just rhymed and it sounded good at the time. So I got my degrees right behind me. It's that black brick right above me. Y'all just can't see. Oh, it, that's you know oh, I can't yeah. see it. Okay, now I now right, I see. Yeah, there we go. All right. I and actually, that. just to just because just, uh, just for uh, extra information. Um, there's a guy named out, out there, uh, Marab. Is that his name? That is a possible contender, Dion. Marab, yeah, he's, he he can he probably need another fight or two because what, what they're going to do with uh, O'Malley, they want to put him against people that that have a kind of a name, right? You know, so I Marab will be a good fight, but I don't think they're going to do that because that's that's basically uh, he trains with um. Uh, what's we call it? Uh, Algernon Sterling. That's his training partner. So they said they would never fight. Right. So oh, okay. that's a fight that can happen. But Marab is hurt right now. But, so who's uh, probably the next next for O'Malley? If you probably, had to off your head, if it's not if it's not Algernon, it's going to be Vera. Okay, Vera. I, I think Vera. Yeah, I think you. Oh, okay, Vera. Okay. Yep. I mean, it had to be one. Or right. two, I would assume. Yeah. Hey, let us know what you think about the fight. Uh, you know, give us some comments. Uh, let us know if you have questions for Clubber D. Uh, let us know, and we'll, I'll kind of pop it in there and, and ask him later. So, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Clubber D. We appreciate your expertise. Hey, anytime. Anytime. Game. Hey. Uh, it should be good. Hey, Flo, Before we go, can you tell yeah, them go ahead, where go to go subscribe to everywhere? Yeah, yeah, you guys put out your pages out there. Uh, uh, Clubber D, you got anything, any Twitter or anything where they can reach you? No, no, no I'm no, talking I, about I, the bottom line. I, I, I don't know. Promote the bottom line. I'm going to MySpace you know page. I'm going to MySpace page up. Yeah, if you want to find Clubber D and I, you can find us at Ball and Buds. Ball and really Buds, there you go. What we want to see, y'all, is go subscribe to the bottom line. Join us on Facebook. We have a great time. Flo does a masterful job of posting news yeah, and stories that we can comment to all day. Also, go join The Bottom Line on YouTube. They're both at the same place, at The Bottom Line Sports. Very easy to find. Cool. We out. We love you. Thank you, all fans. Hey, watch this outro. Y'all stay behind, and we'll talk a little bit after. Y'all Check out Ball and Buzz on IG, okay? Ball and Buzz IG. Ball and Buzz on Upper IG. D, the Combat G. Thank you for joining us once again. Hey, that's forever your intro song. Appreciate y'all. And, uh, hey. Hey, we're going to update the post of this week, bro. We're updating the post hey, of this week. Yeah, nah, we'll don't update, update that. Just buy me one and send it to me and leave Jake on. <laughs> yeah, I, we I appreciate will. you, man. You know, how you went? Hey, y'all go subscribe to all that good stuff. Make some comments. Hey, if y'all comment after the repeat, I'll, I'll go. I always go back and check, man. We appreciate everybody. Hey, we're gonna start this outro. Y'all check it out and y'all hang out. Hang out. We'll talk in a minute. All right. All right, man. All right. Let's go. Rock on my place. I hope I see Chuck E. Cheese and Jake together. <laughs> All right, so uh, programming update, though. Please do not worry. We will see you again Saturday, September 9th at 6 p.m. Eastern for UFC 293. 
Israel Adesanya defending his middleweight championship belt against Sean Strickland down under in Sydney, Australia. Shout out to the heavyweights, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi! We got some of the fan favorites. Oh man, some of those heavy hitters. You got Justin Taffa, the Tui, the Shuey, uh, uh, Ty, the Shuey drinking, excuse me, Tui Vasa. Let me not mess that up before I get messed up. Uh, <laughs> And also, you got the middleweight belt. But we will also be talking boxing because we have turned this into a combat sports special because that's what you asked for. We will preview the Canelo Alvarez defending his super middleweight undisputed championships against Jermel Charlo, which is coming on September 30th. We will also review the heavyweight championship bout where Alexander Usyk defends his belts against Daniel Dubois, which actually comes up tomorrow from London, September the 26th. And then also on the 27th, just a shout out to AEW, because I do love AEW, All Elite Wrestling having their Wembley show from London. It is going to be a banger, as the kids say. So make sure you watch out for all the Ball and Budge videos on all of this combat sports content. Holla! 5,000 at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. in the West Coast, and 5 p.m. for those of you in outer space. So that is the next pay-per-view. Make sure you check us out at youtube.com at Ball and Buds, B-A-L-L-A-N-D-B-U-D-S. Please go smash that subscribe button as the kids say uh comment like watch videos do all that clubber d's on there mike weeby's on there they're all hilarious because we know that it would not be possible without your support so thank you again also make sure you do all that other good stuff tell your friends about the podcast share it like subscribe rate review bada bada bing bada bing bada boo and also hit us up at our email, ballandbuds at mvpsmb.com. It is ballandbuds at M is in mama, because I love my mama. D is in Victor, shout out Sonic Groove. P is in Papa, because I love my Papa. S is in son, because I be sunning y'all fools. M is in mama again, because I love my mama twice. And B is for boy, as in boy. If y'all don't go and send some damn mail to our mailbox and we can have some fun with this, and we will read all the mail on the episode post-show. So, again, holla at us. By the way, since you're listening to this podcast right now anyways, why don't you just go ahead and do us a favor? Go ahead. Go down on the phone. You're listening to us on there. I'm going to wait for you to do it and walk you through it. Uh, now I want you to go to your YouTube app. If not, then type in YouTube on your interwebs browser. Then what I want you to do is type in after the URL at ball and buds, B-A-L-L-A-N-D-B-U-D-S, or on your YouTube app, just search ball and buds and you will find us. Then I want you to click on the live tab on the channel because that way you can find the scheduled live pre-shows before they happen or any other live shows we have in the future so make sure you're always uh checking there if you're not and you should be uh subscribed to be notified so while you're there go ahead and as the young kids say smash that subscribe button 
give your boys to subscribe, give your boys uh, a like. So anyways, and then once you get to the live channel, UFC pre-show, click on that bad boy and then hit the notify me button. Message. Thank you for tuning in, my friends. Make sure to support your boy. And as always, subscribe to stay updated and download all the new episodes. And we want everyone to join us. So please download, like, listen, share all over your social media. Until next time, stay safe, take care of yourself, be kind to each other, and spread love. The Omar way. Five thousand.